0: beauties welcome back to growing pains it's liv we haven't chatted in a while about life recently and i feel like i've kind of been all over the place so let's catch up a little bit i'm running with a little bit of a cold right now i think it's from at the beginning of the week last week i modeled and those days are really long and then it was saint patrick's day and i have a little side hustle bartending job so i bartended on saint patrick's day went to bed at like 3 a.m., woke up, then traveled for the weekend with my boyfriend's family to go watch him play this past weekend. And so it's all kind of just been go, 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 go. And that's honestly felt like my schedule for the past month or so. Busy, but productive. I've fallen out of a constant routine of my self-love practices, but I've been implementing them When I notice that my mind needs the support, it's like, yeah, I'm not waking up every day at 6am and meditating and journaling and going for a walk with my dog like I was, but I'm waking up, I'm going to do some sort of movement, I'm either going to work on my Pilates teacher training or I'm going to a local gym, I am started taking strength training classes again, which have felt so good again in my body. I went from boxing in college to strictly Pilates. And I think that that was a really big shift for my body. Like, a lot of changes happened. Not necessarily good or bad changes, but just changes, and my body felt different. And so implementing strength training a couple times a week on top of my Pilates has been a game changer. I love doing both. So I'm waking up, I'm going to do some kind of movement, and then my brain kind of just jumps right into work mode these days. Whether that's the agency that I'm working for or... The podcast or Pilates, I just kind of jump in and I start going after my to do list for the day. And I've been okay with that. I don't feel as if my mind has really felt negative. I haven't really felt sad or unaccomplished or in a rut recently. I've just been kind of grinding in like head down focus mode. Even though I've been trying to make sure I stay social with my friends and seeing them every once in a while, going to see my boyfriend a lot recently. Kind of been on the agenda just because it's been playoff hockey and I don't want to miss these special moments for him and to be able to support him. So I've just really been trying to focus and only get back to my routines when I feel my brain is starting to get anxious. Like moments this past weekend, I felt anxiety come up. So I made sure before I went to bed to do a little bit of deep breathing. I made sure when I woke up to journal or meditate or do that before I started my week this week. So just making sure that. Those practices stay implemented even though they're not a part of a entire perfect morning routine, which I think in reality are a bit of BS <laughs> because you go in and out of phases of being very hardcore and in your routines and then slipping out of your routines but slipping into other things that maybe need more of your focus. And I think that that's okay and that's how life is supposed to balance out. So that's just my two cents on it all. And I'd like to jump back into my grind routine era because I noticed that I'm simply more competent when I'm really connected to myself, when I'm meditating and when I'm journaling and when I am making my decisions based on my inner voice coming out. But in other news, honestly, in other news, I'm not really sure. I feel like during these really fast paced periods of life, I forget what the culmination of the little moments become. And then I look back at my photos or at my Instagram dumps and realize that these are the moments that I'm seeing on my vision board or in my dreams. And sometimes I overlook them because I get trapped in the mindset of constantly wanting more. Like I'm running around, I'm going to this job, I'm going to that job, I'm making money, I'm seeing my boyfriend, like the boyfriend that I dreamed of having. I'm working jobs that I dreamed of having. I am in a schedule that I'm flexible and am happy and am able to do the things that I love every day. So I feel like I'm constantly overlooking that I'm basically living in my dream because I'm still in that mindset of wanting more and trying to work for more. If I were to look back at my sophomore year of college and show that girl who I am today, she would probably think that we're living the dream life that we created. In some ways, I'm sure in other ways, (laughs) she would be judging me, which kind of leads me to our topic today. My lowest years, mental health-wise, were probably my sophomore years both in high school and in college. But looking back now, I'm pretty able to reflect on and realize where that mental confusion, self-judgment, anxiety lack of confidence, the list probably goes on, where it all comes from. My concern of and search for external validation from other people's perceptions of me, I mean, I cared so much about it. I cared so much if I fit in or what I looked like when I did something or when I said something. I cared about who I was hanging out with and how that made me look. What I posted on social media, how I externally appeared, I cared so much that it consumed me. It consumed me to the point of really becoming that person that I thought others perceived me as. There's this quote that goes, you are not who you think you are. You are who you think others think you are. And in some ways, I think this quote reigns true, like in such my prior case when I fully developed into the perception of others that I thought they had of me. On the other end of things, when you realize the hold that other people's opinions have over you, you become free to explore who you think you are, who you want to be. Honestly, when we strip back and see for the first time or see again for the first time in a while Who we are without the perception of other people, who we are on the inside, when we really take a look at what our habits are and what our routines are and who we're hanging out with and how we're speaking about other people, how we're speaking about ourselves, most of the time we don't like that person. We notice that the habits that we've developed hanging around these people that we kind of got caught up in because we thought we wanted to be cool or look cool or whatever it is that got us in those relationships it created habits that we didn't want, that didn't align with where we truly wanted to be or who we truly wanted to be. Or we noticed that our thoughts are maybe being mean, being mean to ourselves, or we're in the state of listening to the judgment of others, or we're in the state of judging others, or maybe our thoughts have revolved around things that we have little interest in entertaining, or honestly don't give two craps about. I feel like that was a lot of my college experience. I so deeply wanted to be knowledgeable and I wanted to be like that smart, but also cute girl. And I feel like I got so wrapped up in the drama of my sorority and all of the other things that the social life college has to go along with it that I missed out on truly exploring a lot of the knowledge that I knew I had and that I knew I wanted to continue to grow Because I was entertaining thoughts that genuinely didn't align with who I wanted to be and I lost that girl because I got so caught up in the opinions of other people. When you begin to understand the concept that other people's opinions of you are none of your business, you'll find that life becomes immensely easier. When I first heard somebody bring up this concept, I think I actually probably read it in one of the hundreds of self-help books that I like to read, but I quite literally thought that this concept was insane. But how could I understand the concept when my personality was based around the opinions of others? So, like, do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) How could I even understand the concept that other people's opinions of me didn't matter when I was literally creating my personality around other people's opinions. Like, of course they mattered to me. Of course it was all I thought about, and the minute somebody said something bad about me, like my ego was hurt and my anxiety kicked in and I was triggered, and I didn't know how to respond or react because I was reacting off of people's opinions of me because that's who I was. Such a cycle. Such a circle. (laughs) But... I thought that everything that everybody else said about me was a direct reflection of me. When in reality, the only reason somebody else would have a judgment or a negative opinion about you is if there's an insecurity within themselves that they see in you. Let me break that down. When we judge others, and in this instance when I'm speaking of the word judge, I'm speaking in the sense of like negatively placing judgment on them without truly knowing or understanding who they are. All we're doing is projecting a deeply rooted insecurity within ourselves onto them. So say you overhear somebody talking about you. They're discussing how maybe you struggle with being social and that's why you're single and don't have friends. Okay, or something along those lines. Maybe that's been said about me before. (laughs) But what that person is really saying is, I find security in being surrounded by friends or having a significant other. Their validation helps me remain comfortable with who I am. And when I struggle to communicate or don't go out, my fear of being alone comes out and that scares me. So the other person saying that you're antisocial or you're socially awkward and that's why you're single and that's why nobody wants to hang out with you is truly an deeply rooted insecurity in themselves about why they constantly have to go out or why they're always drinking or why they're the life of the party it's because there's a deeply rooted insecurity or fear that if they aren't the life of the party if you know they aren't the loudest person in the room that nobody's going to like them And they're going to be alone and they're not comfortable with that. It's hard for people to take that look inward and so the first thing that they do is jump outward and project that onto other people. It's so much easier to tear somebody else down or project what you're feeling onto somebody else because then you don't have to look at yourself. You don't have to actually accept the facts about how you're feeling and how you would move forward in that situation. If you were alone, if that person who is judging you was alone, how would they feel? They don't care to think about that. They don't want to be that. So they push it away and they push that judgment onto somebody else so that they can live away from their fear, so that they can find comfort in who they are and how they're acting without ever having to think about the opposite side of the spectrum or having to be in the shoes of the person that they're judging. All of this goes for the vice versa, too. The more secure we become in ourselves, the less we feel the need to judge those around us. We don't find validation in bringing others down or discussing how they live their lives because we are so content with how we're living our own life. So, say I was living in my sorority house my sophomore year, and I had all of these personal practices to meditate and to journal and to talk to myself and to really truly understand who it was that I wanted to be, who I was. And I didn't listen to the external factors. I didn't listen to the toxic boyfriend who was telling me that everybody hated me. I didn't listen to the girls who I weren't friends with down the hall talking about me. I didn't listen to any of the the negative things that were going on around me because I was so deeply rooted in knowing that who I was was good enough and knowing that what I was doing there and my purpose in life was all coming full circle because I was living in that moment of who I was then. If I was doing that, I would have never felt the need to even satisfy any of those opinions, to ever even live and become those opinions, because I did. I shut myself down. I became the smallest version of myself because I thought that everybody hated me. I thought that people talked shit about me behind my back the second that I left the room. I thought that my clothes weren't good enough. I thought that I wasn't pretty enough. I thought that basically, I thought that the entire campus of Michigan State University hated me. How is that possible? How is that possible? The only way that would be possible is if people were telling me that it was possible and I was believing their insecurities and their judgments. If I were to have already been secure in myself, I could have cut that vicious cycle from the start. Thank goodness. I mean, I've said it before, but thank goodness COVID happened three-fourths of the way through my sophomore year. And I was able to separate myself from the situations that I found myself in. But if it didn't, I would have, I mean, don't get me wrong, I might have hit rock bottom this year of my life. I probably, I'm, you know what? I scratch that, take it back. I did hit rock bottom of my life that year. (laughs) But I probably would have hit rock bottom even harder. And I would have had to find something to lean on. I would have had to find these personal practices and I would have had to find that validation in myself because without it, I would have, I don't even know what I would have done, you guys. I don't know the life that I would be living right now. I don't know if I would be. And that's incredibly scary to think about. It's incredibly sad to think about. But that is the power of judgment and that's the power of not being able to connect with yourself. Of not understanding that there is more for you and that you are enough and that this is the life, you are you, and you are meant to be exactly where you are. If you think about it, it's all really just this big vicious cycle. We're programmed when we're children in today's society to think that judgment of others is normal. Like you grow up and this person's talking about this person, or our parents are talking about that person, or I'm not saying that everybody's do, but It's something that happens in today's society. It's so normalized because most people have not done the inner work to connect with themselves. And that's why we find ourselves in this polarized world that we live in. That's why we have such strong opinions about politics these days. That's why people cannot find empathy and cannot understand the other side of the story. It's why we live in an epidemic of anxiety and depression and mental illness because people have not done the work and we have normalized these acts from such a young age that we grow up with them and nobody ever really teaches you how to deal with it you're just kind of expected (laughs) to figure it out and then people like what do you mean you have anxiety like what do you mean like i mean that i have anxiety and every other person in this world probably does so tell me how to fix it right don't just put me on meds and tell it to go away Tell me how I can get to the root of it. I mean, that's what I said. (laughs) So in order to break this cycle and to release ourselves from the opinions of others, we must first start to fill that external search for validation with our own validation. When we begin to fill ourselves with internal security, We then release the need to judge others and that cycle begins to break. It honestly becomes incredibly peaceful when you've finally gotten to a place where you don't allow others to run your life. When you take control and you do the work and you understand who you are away from the noise and away from the world around you. Obviously, we're all human and our triggers can be revealed over time, over an entire span of a lifetime, but in those moments that we find ourselves being affected by the thoughts of others or feeling the need to even judge others, it's a good chance to take a look at the alternative perspective. When we're being judged, we can ask ourselves what that other person might be going through that would cause them to think that about you. (laughs) I think growing up, my mom always used to say this to me, like somebody would say something about me, or I would go to judge somebody, and she would be like, Well, how do you think that makes them feel? And I would always be so upset with her because I'd be like, Well, how about how I feel? Like, you're not being very supportive right now. But <laughs> now that I'm older, I'm realizing that her teaching me that from such a young age made me more empathetic and it made me who I am today. And I'm entirely grateful for that. But when you're first learning things like this and you first get, you know, quote, pressured to ask these questions to yourself when you were just going to casually judge somebody you're like whoa well how, how I feel you you start to get defensive and you start to make it about yourself when it's not about you and it's never been about you other people's opinions have nothing to do with you they are none of your business it has everything to do with them it has everything to do with how they feel about themselves so ask yourself What might they be going through that caused them to think that or to say that? Have a little bit of empathy for their situation. It'll cause you so much more peace and just force you to take a different look at judgment in general. And that goes vice versa. When you go to judge somebody else, we can start to ask ourselves what we're feeling and why we were experiencing the need to place our personal life onto others. Were we triggered by something? Is that a trigger that we can look into and try to start figuring out? Is what we are judging that other person about something that we're deeply insecure about and maybe haven't recovered or uncovered yet? It gives us a chance to dig a little deeper and try to just understand a touch more about ourselves. It's hard. This is some hard work. And nobody's ever probably asked you to do something like this before to stop before saying something about somebody else or when somebody judges you to not get triggered and to just stop and take the alternative perspective on it. And the first time you do it, you're going to be like, you know, I really just want to (laughs) fight. I really just want to let my trigger like get triggered and I want to flip a switch and I want to not like that person. I really want to not like them. But the longer that you really do the practice and you do the work and you begin to find yourself and you begin to let go of all the noise, you find just peace. You just find quiet. You're not affected by what other people think about your post or how you look when you leave your house. You're not worried about going out or, you know, having the coolest however you would perceive cool in general, but having the coolest friends. You're really just focused on bettering yourself and being the best version of you. And that kind of piece feels great. That's the kind of piece that I hope for everybody, that I hope for all of you. I think that's um, probably the end of my rant there. <laughs> so let's jump into our spark courage. I'm gonna shake up our little box matches. Hopefully it has something good for us today shook it up. Okay. We always get a good one, I feel like. Okay, this week's Spark Courage is... Oh my goodness, this one's kind of cute. Find a talisman or lucky charm and carry it in situations that call for bravery. That's a cute little one. Like finding something that's good luck. Like finding a penny with its head flipped up, right? That's good luck. Or what else is good luck? Um... No, not a black cat. That's bad luck. Or finding a clover. I feel like that's a cliche one. There's got to be other little good luck mementos. So find a little good luck memento, especially look right after St. Patrick's Day. We all have luck on the mind. Lucky girl syndrome, (laughs) bringing us all wrapped around. I am so glad that we just hopped on and got to talk about this topic today. This is something that truly, truly, truly changed my life. Like I don't think that if I didn't change my perspective on this topic that I would be the person that I am today I don't even think that I would be able to be sitting here and having this podcast having this conversation if it weren't for my perspective change about this topic and I urge you all to just consider consider some of the ideas and to consider some of the prompts that I brought up in today's episode and notice how they make you feel really try to just like put them into action little by little I know that it's hard and I know that triggers are triggers like they can really take you off for a minute but just doing the work and the only person who's going to ever be able to change you or help you or get you to the place that you want to be is yourself. So I'm so proud of you for being here and listening and making that choice to be better. I love you guys so much. Before we leave we're going to look in the mirror and we're going to say I love you. Olivia, I love you. I've always loved you. Even sophomore year version of you. Oh my goodness, that almost made me cry. Anyway, drink a lot of water, you guys. I love you. If that's worth anything, it's worth sticking around for. And I will talk to you all next week. See you, bye.